Russian army rising. The church is the breeding grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the Great Commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do. Unless we see that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right tax collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit. But we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. We want to look at something from the word of God. And I'm taking it from Judges chapter 16 from verse 4 to 20. It's a bit long but it's for a purpose. Judges 16 from verses 4 to 20. And I read. It's a familiar scripture with, for us, Sunday school, we've taught this and taught it and taught it. Afterward, it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. And the laws of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him and find out from his great strength where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may blind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give him 1,100 pieces of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bow strings, not yet dry, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the laws of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh bow strings, not yet dry, and she bound him with them. Now men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, Look, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If they bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men were lying in wait, staying in the room, but he broke them off his arms like a tread. Delilah said to Samson, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may, what you may be bound with. And he said to her, if you weave the seven locks of my head into the web of the loom. So she wove it 
tightly with the burden of the room and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the buttons and the web from the loom. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you when your heart is not with me? You have mocked me with these three you have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass, when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him, so that his soul was vexed to death, that he told us all his heart. And she said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me. And I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the laws of the Philistines, saying, Come up once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the laws of the Philistines came, came to her and brought the money in their hands. Then she lured him to sleep on her knees and called for a man and had him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and her strength, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Amen. This is a familiar passage that we have read, we have heard several times. We have taught our children, and we have always taught about Samson and Delilah. Praise the Lord. But we have always taught it in a direction where we have looked at Samson. We have not looked at Delilah. Anytime we have looked at Delilah, we have looked at Delilah in the negative sense. In fact, a lot of people have bastardized Delilah in so many situations. But this morning, I want all of us to reorient our minds and look at the character of Delilah again. Praise the Lord. I want us to look at the character of Delilah again and see what the Lord will teach us this morning. My topic is Achieving the desired goal. Achieving the desired goal. Many of us in our personal lives have given up midstream in our pursuit of achieving our set goals. We get along, we get to a portion, we have challenges, then we change direction. Many of us have given up on our corporate or business or even professional or educational goals that we set for ourselves as young people as we are going up. We have left them because of one hurdle or the other. Especially in these times that we are in, that things are difficult. A lot of us are changing course. Even when we are convinced that this is where the Lord wants us to go, because the economy is tough, because the prices are increasing, because things are not going our way, we are changing course. Meanwhile, we have a goal, and we are departing from the goal. 
We see an example in Genesis 26, 1 to 6, and then we continue 12 to 14. And it's about Isaac. And the word of God says that there was famine in the land when Isaac was living in Gerah. Then Isaac, like his father did when Abraham did when there was farming in Genesis 12, was attempting to go to Egypt. Then the Lord appeared to him and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land of which I shall tell you. Then in verse 3 he says, Dwell in this land, and I'll be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I give all these lands. And I'll perform the oath which I swore to Abraham, your father. There is an agreement and a covenant between God and Abraham. And it goes across through Isaac and continues through Jacob. But Isaac was changing the direction because farming was there and things have become tough. Praise the Lord. So God was telling Isaac, stay there. Don't move. Look onto the goal. Focus on it. Because there is a covenant between me and your father. I told him something which will carry on through the generations. And so Isaac desired to change course. Whilst he lived in the land of Philistines, seized. Because of the farming, he was about to go. However, the Lord told him, stay the course, stay in the farming. And then the Lord told him that there is something with you, with your father and myself, and therefore don't move. In verses 12 to 14 of Genesis 23, we see Isaac being obedient, responsive, and staying in the place. And the interesting thing is that he stayed in the farming, planted or sowed in the, on the land, and the Bible says that he harvested hundredfold. One of the things I want us to realize is that when you read it, you think it is easy. But I want to tell you that farming in farming, dry time. Those of you who have stayed in the villages, I did some work in Agogo. During the dry season, working with farmers. And we needed data. We were not getting it. So we had to go to the farm with them to go and farm before they were ready to give us information. And they were farming on, on the hillsides. The water was in the valley. The land was hard. So when we went, we were a team. We looked at the terrain and then we decided to pick things that was easy for us. I decided to go and sit on a bicycle that is connected to the pond below. And then you paddle. When you paddle, there's a drum at the top. Then the water will come in. I tell you, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, I went to look into the drum. Small water. Then the father came, looked at it, and he said, let me speak some vernacular. Then his small son, he says, I can see, but not in Then the young boy came. I tell you, within 10 minutes, the barrel was half full. But the land was hard. 
What I want us to understand is that even though the Lord says stay, so it was not easy for Isaac. It was hard work. Hard work. But Isaac was obedient. Isaac put in the effort. And the word of God says that he harvested hundredfold. And it's that same year. Praise the Lord. We need to realize that a lot of times it is in challenging situations when the Lord speaks to you that you should be in expectation that something is going to happen. Praise God. When we continue, you, you read that it says, the man began to prosper and continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. The man did what? Began to prosper. And he continued to prosper until he became very prosperous. It is a process. Praise the Lord. It is a process. Somebody has invested at this time. The economy is hard. Things are hard. Some little things are coming. But we are eager to rush. It is a process. Let's have the patience to walk with God. Because it is what? A process. Praise God. Many of us don't have the time, patience to go through the process. So we tend not to achieve the ultimate goal that we set for ourselves. But I pray this morning that in the name of Jesus, God will give us the grace. God will give us that unction. God will give us that anointing to be able to go through the process and go through the path. Amen. I said this morning we are looking at achieving the desired goal. What is a goal? It is a target that someone is trying to reach or achieve. A person's ambition. It is an aim. It is a desired result that one sells for himself or for herself. So even as a ministry, we have a goal. We set up a target. All of us, we want to get there. Praise God. It is also an end towards which we put in our efforts. We put all our efforts with the desire that we will get there. We are here for three days. Why? Because we have a target. We have a goal we want to reach. You and myself. And we are putting in that effort. Praise the Lord. So that we can achieve that desired goal. I've heard of a testimony of a Christian sister who is close to me. During the advanced level time, she wrote the exams five times. She writes, she has a problem with this, she writes, she has a problem with this, she writes, she has a problem with, she never gave up. Today, she's one of the top lecturers in one of our universities. She's training PhDs, she's training masters, she's training undergraduates, she's running short courses, she's impacting life, contributing greatly to this economy and to the global system. She wrote it five times, but she had a goal. She had what? A goal. Many of us today, we write one exam. Mabre, 
I cry, then I just, then the goal that God has set before you, the goal that you, by your own intuition and conviction, have set, you change course. So many of us have changed course, and we are struggling and muddying in the water. Let's stay the course. Praise the Lord. And therefore, we want to look at an example which we have read. The passage we read from Judges teaches us a lot. That is why I said, let us change our reorientation and look at the character of Delilah. Most times we focus on Samson. Samson was the one who fell in love with Delilah. It is not Delilah who fell in love with Samson. Samson was the one who fell in love with who? Delilah. Uh-huh. And then I have read, and I didn't see that the Bible said Delilah was a, a bad woman. Did, have you read that? No. Praise God. So when the Philistines saw that Delilah, Samson had fallen in love with Delilah, they approached Delilah and they said, can you help us? You are one of us. This is a man who has actually rubbished us. He kills our men. He rubbishes us, dust into us. Help us know how we can overpower him and afflict pain onto him. And we will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. Delilah sets out to accomplish the task. For many of us sitting here, when we read that scripture, we think it is easy. We think it is easy. The goal is to get information as to how something can be overpowered. But let me tell you a little bit. Samson was a very strong and powerful man. Not an easy man. He's a judge. He's a very strong and very powerful man. Some of us who are married, when you are married to a strong man, you know the challenge in the house. You are very careful with your words. You will walk, you tread cautiously. You always calculate the things you have to say so that tension would always be reducing in the house. If not, always squeezing and things like that, you are not happy. That is even the emotional aspect too. Praise the Lord. And this is a man who poses a riddle. And then he tells them, I'll give you seven days if you don't bring the answer. There's, there's an implication to that. Then the woman convinces Samson to get the answer. And Samson gives the answer back to the... Uh, the woman gives the answer back to the people. Because uh, Samson has said that I'll bring 30 garments. Then Samson goes and kills Philistines. Philistine men collect their 30 garments and bring back to the people. Can you, can you understand? I give the answer and he goes back and kills my own people and bring their garments and comes to give it back to us. This is the type of man we are talking about. He marries. There's a problem. The lady is given to his companion. And then he comes back. He says, I want my wife. Then the father-in-law says, no, it can't happen. He says, okay. He goes, he gets... Uh, 300 foxes, tie their tail, put fire on them, send them into the farms of the Philistines. 
Their farms are burnt. Then after that, the Philistines said, because of this man, look at the problems we are having. They come and they kill the wife and they kill the father-in-law. I hope you are following. I want you to picture that. I want to bring it home so that we appreciate it. So if you have such a character, then Daniel, uh, Samson comes back and realizes that the wife is dead, the father-in-law is dead, takes a hip and a tie, and then slaughters the Philistines for doing that. Then these same people come to Delilah and tell Delilah, please, can you convince so that we know information to overpower this man? Assuming Delilah fails, looking at this backdrop, is it not a risk? So Delilah was taking a huge risk by going into this contract because we are a people, when you fail us, we'll take our pound of flesh. So it is not easy, or it was not easy for Delilah going into such an arrangement. The certainty for success is not guaranteed. And that is the situation she found herself. In a lot of us, in our, as we work towards the goal, we must know that we ought to take risk. Many of us are unable to take risk, so we are stuck. The goal is there, but we are not able to go because the potential to take risk, we don't want to do it. Praise the Lord. But it is important. She starts engaging Samson, and as we read, please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. The first response was that, please, tie me with what? Seven what? Fresh bowstrings, not dried. So the people brought it, and then they tied him. And it didn't work. But something I want us to picture over here is that sometimes to get to the goal, it is by teamwork. Delilah started the process, but the Philistines were hiding in the room. So sometimes we need a team to be able to what? get to the goal. We have met here. All we are doing, apart from the many things, is that we are building a team and a force so that we can get to our goal. Praise the Lord. So you cannot sit here and act as if you are not part of the team. If you are not, we cannot achieve our goal. We need everyone so that we can get to our target. It wasn't successful, and Delilah said, you have mocked me. This is the first time. Then he said, well, the second time, what you have to do is get new ropes and tie me. Then I shall become weak and be like any other person. So that was done. And when it was done, she repeated the same thing. The Philistines are here, Samson. It didn't work. Then the third attempt. Now, when you follow, they were tying him. The third attempt, it was the head. So what does it tell you? As you persist, you get closer to your heart. You go, praise the Lord. As you persist, you get what? The target to bring him down was in the head. But it started with what? Tying him. Then the third one was there. 
And when you read, it says that Delilah actually wove it tightly because she thought that this one will work. It has changed from the body to the head. So let me Yes. She went through the process and it did not work. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, all these things Delilah was doing, it was hard work. It was hard work. She spent time, she spent energy, and she did it. The other thing I want to highlight here is the consistency and the same statement she makes. The Philistines are here, Samson. She never changed it. She stayed the course and did not give up. It is not always when you are getting to the goal that is easy. There are ups and downs. She was mocked. She went through shame because she was not achieving the results. How many of us, even with our friends, and you have a friend who lies to you three times, and you want to still go along with him, quickly we'll just break the relationship. Even if it's a couple in the house, married people, when somebody of Mikundia and Trodi of Anekwa, I mean, my wife will lie very soon. My husband will lie very soon. So I cannot trust what she says. But Delilah continued. But in verse 15, what you see is that Delilah decided to dig deeper. She did what? Deeper. You see, after the three attempts and everything looks bleak, she dig deeper. So look at the words she used. How can you say you love me? Imagine a lady telling a guy, your husband, looking at you, uh, my soft mommy is here, looking at doctor and saying, doc, how can you say you love me? And yet still you deceive me. When a lady takes that part, then you know that there's trouble along the way. It means that the terrain is going to start shaking. This time, she didn't go by the same thing. You have mocked me. She started with, how can you say that you love me? So the foundation started doing what? Shaking. And she started digging deeper. You have mocked me three times and have not been truthful. The verse 16 says that Delilah pestered Samson to the point that it was vexatious to death, to his spirit, he couldn't stand it. What I want us to appreciate is that she never lost sight of the goal. And she kept on and kept on and kept on because she wanted to get to the target. Praise the Lord. In verse 17, something happened. He said, he told her all his heart. And I asked myself, how did Delilah know that Samson has told her all his heart? This is a man who has lied all the way. How can you come to the point and say that what I want to infer from that is that whatever something says, Delilah will do. But at this point, there is something we call intuition. Praise the Lord. There is something we call what? Intuition. So, Samson said, no razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazareth to God. From my mother's womb, 
If I'm shaving, then my strength will leave me, and I shall become weak and be like any other man. My focus is not on Samson. But this is a personal and a deep thing, which is between him and God. Just so he puts it down to someone who doesn't even belong to the family of God. Praise the Lord. When Delilah saw that he had told her everything, then what did she do? She asked the laws of the Philistines to do what? To come. What it means is that even the laws of the Philistines have given up. Because when we started, they were in the room. Every time they are in the room, but this time they are fed up their hearts, gone. But she did not do what? Give up. Another lesson is that we can all start aiming at the goal, looking at the target, but understand that along the way, some may fall off. There may be disagreements and things. But when you are convinced that this is the way the Lord is leading us, you stay the course. You stay what? The course. And with prayer, you continue. Some will fall off. The laws of the Philistines did what? They left. So when it was time, what did he say? Please, can you come this one more time? Praise the Lord. What are the lessons we learn here? The lesson of consistency, we see it in action. We see persistence from the angle of Delilah. We realize that she was staying the course, focusing on the goal. All these things did not come just like that. There was great sacrifice. Great, great sacrifice. Patience was at work. And then persistence as she went along. Some of these things I'm talking about relate to our ministry. But it also relates to us as individuals. In our homes, the way we handle our children in the Sunday school, all these things come into play. Praise the Lord. And they are very, very important. The other key thing is that she did not think negatively. Delilah was someone you could see that she thought positively, which is a very important thing. She thought positively, she acted positively. And so she stayed the course. And there is a man known as L. Nightingale. He's an American writer. And he said this, and I want to quote. He said, our attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards us. Our attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards what? Us. So when your attitude is positive, life's response to you will be what? Positive. If your attitude to life is negative, the response you get is what? Negative. So there are some of us, we can, anything that can, maybe I cannot do it. Me, I don't think I can do it. I cannot do it. Let's change from that direction. And let's start saying that by the grace of God and with the power of the Holy Spirit that works in me, I can do this thing. Praise the Lord. We want to move the children's ministry to another level. I believe that we can do it because God is with us. And the word of God says that the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. If that power lives in us, then we can do it. If that power raised Christ from the dead, then we can do it. Praise God. 
So I want us to start thinking positively. I want us to confess positively. I want us to act positively. Praise the Lord. We can have a Sunday school under the tree. We can have a Sunday school in a muddy place, dusty place. But when we have a goal that our Sunday school is going to be a first class one, what we do is that we work at it. We work at it. We work at it. Even if the presbytery does not support us, we work at it. Because from what we have read, some will fall off. Some will not go with us. We work at it. Praise the Lord. Put in our effort and something will happen. In Job 38 verse 36, it says that, let's think positively. Then in the Bible, there is a woman who had an issue with blood. She saw Jesus. She thought, if I touch this man, something may happen to me. The issue is that if she had not touched, it would have been an idea and a thought. But after the idea and the thought, there was faith. Faith must work. She took that step and then touched the garment. And what happened? Immediately she had a healing. For us, in our work, in everything, that is the same attitude we need. Let's have that faith to take a step of faith in our very life, in everything that we do, and something would happen because the Lord is with us. So what do we hear? What, he, the laws of the Philistines come, and then Delilah tells them, I believe that it is time. We see intuition at work. In Job 38, verse 36, it says that the New Living Translation, it says, it is the Lord who gives intuition to the heart and instinct to the mind. So let us build a stronger relationship with God. And God will give us intuition at every point of the way and will give us instinct to our minds. We also learn from Delilah the spirit of resilience. She kept on, irrespective of the odds. She was resistant. When the loss had left, she never gave up. She persisted. Praise the Lord. And in verse 19, it says that she lured him. After the intuition had worked, then the knockout blow was prepared. So she lured Samson. This is a great man of Israel. She was able to lure Samson and put Samson's head on her knees and then shave the seven locks. This is a powerful man. Even our own little children, to get them to sleep. You put her there, then you get up. You move out, even if she's sleeping, and you walk out, no, then she gets up. Then you have Samson to get something to sleep. Then you shave the seven locks. Brothers and sisters in the Lord, that was a deep sleep. That was a very deep sleep. And all these locks went away. Beloved, Delilah eventually got victory. She reached her goal. She got the information. 
She became victorious. She had 1,100 from all the Philistine states. Praise the Lord. But the path she went through, I have taken my time to give examples for us to appreciate. Now we have a goal. You have your individual goals. You have your corporate goals. We have our ministry goals. These are things we work towards. It is sometimes not going to be easy. But don't let us lose sight of the goal and the focus. Let's look at the character and the characteristics of Delilah. Let it remind us. Many of us have given up on our first love. Many of us have given up our calling to the children's ministry. Many of us have given up our commitment to the cause of this job because of the challenges that have beset us along the way. An officer, a pastor, or a leader may have told us something, so we are demotivated. And you hear it a lot when we go around. We are demotivated. Praise the Lord. Delilah, three times, she stayed the course. It is for Christ. Praise God. Our meeting place is bad. It's under a tree, in a classroom, an uncompleted edifice. I understand. We need something better. The woman with the issue of blood, 12 good years, she has spent all that she had. There's a sister here called Rita. And some of my Sunday school teachers are here. When you go to Asuka today, we are in a nice place. But a lot of people don't know where we traversed. We were meeting in stone, on stones under the sun. Then at a point, we had no meeting place. They took us to Asawasi. Now, Asawasi church building is nice. When they were building it under, there was no concrete. It was dirty. Any Sunday you go, it doesn't matter the dressing you dress. You leave the place dirty. We went through all these dynamics. But today, somebody will enter PIWC Square and say, Hey, Nkofwede, you my you. I hope you understand. We never miss the goal. We had the hope and the belief that there is a bright light over there. Christ is going to do something new. And we stayed on course. Some of us too are children we train in the Sunday school. Some have become prophets. Some have become apostles. Some have become doctors. And sometimes we hurt because that was our ambition and we never got there. Please, there's something I always say. My father was a soldier man. He was not an officer. He never built. He never bought a car. But I don't believe that my father's aim is that I will not prosper. My ambition as a teacher and a lecturer is that anybody who sits under my feet or listening to me lecture should do better than I have done. When you are like me, you are average. When you are like me, you are what? Average. But you should do better than what I have done. Then I have done well. Praise the Lord. So please, if you have that attitude today in the name of Jesus, 
May the Spirit of God touch you and change you. I do not know what your goal is or what you have set for yourself or your ministry. Sorry, I've taken a bit of time. Or for your Sunday school. But I believe that these words of Moses, which he said to the children of Israel, reminding them of the goal that God has for them, and also the change of leadership is relevant for us in Deuteronomy 38, verse 6. It says that, be strong, be of good courage, do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you. Praise God. It is God who goes with us. He will not leave you, nor forsake you. He will not leave us, nor forsake us. So whatever goal you have set in your local assembly for your Sunday school, whatever goal you have set in your district for your Sunday school, whatever goal we have set as a directorate for the Church of Pentecost Children's Ministry, we will stay the course. So brothers and sisters in the Lord, let us stay the course. God bless us. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's word. Subscribe to our social media handles for life transforming messages.